0: All right, welcome to the first episode of the Royalty Podcast. I'm Reese Helms. I'm joined alongside Drew Buffalo, and today we'll be talking about the Tar Heels playing in the NBA Summer League. The Royalty Podcast is basically me and Drew talking about anything related to the Tar Heels, Talk about the basketball team, football, the Tar Heels playing in the NBA or the NFL. Um, If our audio sounds a little bit off today, we are doing it over the phone, over Google Voice. Uh, Me and Drew obviously do not live together. We do not live in the same state, so we are doing this over the phone until college starts because we both go to Bob Jones University, so we can do it um, together there. So uh, to kind of make this podcast sound a little bit organized, we arranged it to ten questions related to the summer league. So question number one is, what Tar Heel impressed you the most in the summer league? All right, Drew, who, who impressed you the most?
1: Um... You'd, it's not that I wasn't expecting a lot from Bryce, but it was it was really good to see Bryce. Uh, he he kind of dominated the uh, the game against the Lakers. It was really nice seeing him back. You know, you kind of forgot since you had a season off of how good he was down the stretch, especially leading us uh, all the way to the national championship game just a couple years ago. But you know that dunk on Lonzo got a lot of lot of love on Twitter and stuff, and I really enjoyed that. That was that was good to see.
0: I think the best part of the Summer League was Bryce Johnson's post on Instagram. Did you see what he posted?
1: No, what did he post?
0: He posted a picture of him like scoring over Lonzo Ball, and he said, imagine what I could do if I had my own shoe grand." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love
0: it. So I, think, I love uh, it. And yesterday when Lonzo Ball was out with his injury, his quote-unquote injury, um, I'm not sure what was actually wrong with him, but he sat out in the game against De'Aaron Fox, and I guess when the – News broke on Twitter. Darren Fox tweeted like a face palm emoji on Twitter. I saw that one. I did see that one. He, he wanted to be on one more time. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> NBA Twitter is um, on the- oh, I
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I think Justin Jackson was the best player in Summer League. No, not best player overall in Summer League, but, you know, from the Tar Heels. I think. I thought he really did well. He, he got a lot of minutes, too, and it kind of helps him, too, because he's playing with better players, like, the whole Sacramento Kings starting lineup is in the Summer League pretty much. They got Darren yeah. Fox, they got Buddy Heald, uh, Scalabi Sierra, he won't start, but he will get some playing time. But mm-hmm. their core is in the Summer League. So, Jackson, he put up, what, 16 points last night, hit a lot of threes. I think his game yeah. translates very well to the NBA, but it was cool seeing him play. All right, so Rick Farhill disappointed, dis- disappointed you the most, Vindy. I know you are Mr. Optimistic, so I'm not sure if anybody actually disappointed you, but did anybody disappoint you? Yeah, of you? I,
1: I mean, no one really disappointed me. Uh, Isaiah Hicks lived up to, you know, his, his, you know, when he did in college, he had six fouls in 11 minutes. That was impressive. So that's a little disappointing, to be honest with you, because if he doesn't get that right, he'll probably never even have a chance. But yeah, I'd have to go Isaiah with the, the six 011 minutes. That's that's probably suboptimal optimal yeah, d- for sure.
0: I didn't realize in the summer league I think I think it's impossible for a player to foul out because I've checked box score and I think Cendarius Thornwell, he was he played for the Clippers and he had like eleven fouls.
1: So oh, I my goodness. I
0: if, So I don't know if people <laughs> actually foul out. So I think that I think Isaiah Hicks so benefit if the NBA changed to that rule. Yeah. Yes,
1: but, be a, yeah, C B N yeah. Might actually be so, useful in the yeah. NBA case.
0: But yeah, uh I kinda expected Hicks to I didn't expect him to make the NBA this year, but I expect him to make it eventually. I think if he gets a jump shot, because he's very physical, he gets rebounds, he can block shots. If he mm-hmm. can get a 'cause in today's NBA if you can't shoot, you can't play. That's basically yeah. what it is. Unless unless if you're a seven foot and can get rebounds to block shots, that's all. But like in NBA finals this year, Cavs and Warriors. I think if you turn on TV, most times there's only one player on the court that can't shoot, and it was Justin Thompson for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like Zazak so Eppertulia like, really started for Golden State, but he didn't really. When it was when it was crunch time, he wasn't on the court. So yeah, it was – basically if you can't shoot, yeah. you're worthless. You can't be on the court. So it's mm-hmm. sadly how it's become. Because I like college basketball. I like you know how North Carolina plays. You got two big men down low. Yep. You feed the ball inside, get easy shots.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, obviously, we love Carolina basketball because this is the Carolina <laughs> podcast, but that's just, I like that style of play. I like that style of play. All right, mm-hmm. question number two was how many players do you think will actually earn a roster spot? And Ricky Buffalo wants to know if Nate Britt had any chance of making a team.
1: Cal, okay, go ahead and answer that to begin. I'm going to go no. Nate Britt has zero chance to make a team. Um, Four-year backup, uh, even at a place like North Carolina. I mean, he's good in his role, and he'll probably play overseas somewhere, but he's not he's not making the NBA. Um, there's a couple guys out there um, like Kendall Marshall, who's already made a roster. I think he'll eventually get back on one. Then there's guys like J.P. Tokoto, I just I don't, I don't know. I don't see it for him. But then if you talk about the guys like this year, like Kennedy Meeks and Isaiah Hicks, I actually think both those guys are going to make one eventually. Like you said, I don't know if they're necessarily right now, but I think uh, the one that has the best chance that isn't necessarily like locked in, like Justin Jackson or, or um, you know, the other guys who, who are definitely going to be on a roster. But I think Marcus Page, I think he showed he shot 50, over 50% from three in all of his summer league games, and so I think he's he's definitely shown himself to be an NBA level uh, point guard.
0: Yeah, the only way Nate yeah, Britt ever way. makes the NBA is if somebody just wants to tank and they have no shame shame with it. <laughs> <laughs> if, they're, if they're trying to lose, they'll throw Nate Britt playing point guards. to be honest with you, every time Nate Britt came in the game this year, I think my stress level went through the roof. Like I just couldn't handle it.
1: Although I will say he was pivotal. I mean, he was really good down the, in the tournament run. I think, but uh, just he's more of a college player he, than me. I don't. He's think a he did good. A he did good in the
0: final he's four. He had a good game at this game. But yeah. That's that. So. In the Arkansas game, he was bad. I remember that because we, we were there. We saw Yeah, we, we were there. <laughs>
1: that was a fun game.
0: <laughs> yeah, just for, in case you didn't know, me and Drew, we both went to the Marks Madness games in Greenville this year. We we saw, not only did we see Carolina beat Arkansas, but we saw the Gamecocks take down the Blue Devils. Yeah. That, which, to be honest, which, to be honest, that frustrating. the most fun. That was the most fun we had. Yeah game,
1: Cox, Possibly the most frustrating game of my life with the Arkansas game, followed by possibly the most fun non-Carolina game I've ever watched. Like, yeah. the crowd was going crazy. It was, just, it was beautiful. Beautiful to watch. We had a Harry Out right. Sucks chant going. Harry Cox. Yeah, there
0: was this old man behind us. He was just, I'm not sure if he just, I don't, I don't think he was a Carolina fan, I just think he didn't like Duke but every time Grayson Allen came in the game or Harry Giles he was just screaming I can't even repeat what he was saying but he was just (laughs) screaming whatever came to his mind like Grayson Allen or Harry Giles or Coach K but I think it's that line but this isn't Greensboro, North Carolina Coach K you can't you're on the road in this game yeah (laughs) that crowd that crowd was a Gamecock home crowd like but I think there are more Gamecock fans there than Duke fans.
1: For sure. But
0: anyway, number three, um, how big of a role do you think Justin Jackson will have year one with the Sacramento Kings?
1: Um, I think Justin Jackson has a chance to get some playing time because the Kings are going to be bad. Although, I don't think they're going to be as bad with their, you know, they've just got Zebo and they got Vince. So I think they're going to be, like, close to a playoff team. Like, they have a chance to make a run, but I still think they're, like, the 10th or 11th best team in the West because of how good the West is. So I think Justin Jackson yeah. has a chance to play um, a decent bit.
0: Speaking of Vince Carter, it's, it's cool to see Vince Carter play with Justin Jackson because it Vince Carter was at like Carolina before I was even born. So that's how old mm-hmm. he is. And Harry Giles was only, I think I saw on Twitter, Harry Giles was only two months old when Vince Carter made his NBA debut. <laughs> so, That's funny. So, this is—he's he's been around the league for a while. He knows what's up. He can mentor not only Justin Jackson but Darren Fox and Buddy Heald and the rest of the Kings team. But I don't think Justin. Yeah, I think Sacramento so, had a good Yeah, I don't think Justin Jackson will start, but I think he'll get a lot of minutes. I think he'll get around fifteen, twenty minutes a night, mm-hmm. possibly I mean, if he plays well. He can get more than that. But yeah, like you said, the Kings—they're not competing for a playoff spot this year, so. I think it'd be in the best interest to play Jackson and play De'Aaron Fox a ton of minutes. Mm hmm. But, um, they also signed George Hill, too, so they signed some veterans to go along with Jackson in that young core. So I think, I think they'd be a fun team to watch.
1: hmm. I'm excited well, uh, to t- watch them for
0: sure. Sonny Br- Bradley is a little bit more of a project. What do you expect from him in year one?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't expect him to play much. I expect him to be in the G League uh a lot but i mean i think he has a good future in utah but you know you got rudy gobert there already i mean i just don't see him playing very much uh i think he's more of a, a mostly g-league guy for this first year unless there's injuries and, and utah's had injuries a lot in the, the past so he might be able to come but i feel like he's mainly a g-league guy this year
0: yeah i think he needed another year in college um I think he has a good NBA future because he, he's built for the NBA, he's 6'10", he's got 7'5", wingspan. Um, if he can get a jump shot, which he says he's been working on, but we have yet to see it. But I think he has a lot of potential. I, I would even argue he has more NBA potential than Justin Jackson does. I think his ceiling's higher. But, like, for 2017, I don't think he'll see much NBA playing time at all. Like, he, I think it would be in the... It's called the D League now, so it's not the D League anymore. So, um, yes, the G went, down a, went down, went down, went down a few letters. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bradley, um, Go Bears there. Did, and Utah, even though they lost Gordon and Hayward, they're still trying to compete for a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to go down easy. Go down without a fight or anything. I think they want to fight for a playoff spot. So. Bradley's only 19 years old, so Definitely. I don't expect anything from him this year. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, when Bradley was picked, he was picked by the, the, the Lakers. I was really hoping he would have stuck with the Lakers, because when he went, if he would have been with the Lakers, he would have seen, not that he'd be playing, but his team would be on TV, you know? We would get yeah. seen him play. Now he's in Utah. Middle of nowhere, he'll be buried on an NBA league pass. That's the only place you'll be able to see him in NBA league pass. So, it's just kind of frustrating. And plus, Sacramento, too. Justin Jackson's going to Sacramento. If he would have went to Charlotte, it would have been really cool to see him play for the Hornets. But, Sacramento's not going to the playoffs anytime soon, so. We'd we'll have to go yeah, search on, of- on YouTube or the internet to be able to see him. Yeah,
1: some illegal viewing sites. Might have to be used which is Silly not country. great
0: <laughs> yeah um, so not only out of the NBA the is playing NBA right now but the is currently on the still in college like Joel O'Berry and Theo Pinson do you, do you think either of don't have a good chance to make the NBA one day
1: um, Joel and Theo let's see I think those are the best two guys that have a chance um, Joel I don't know Kind of, you know, those those kind of guards don't necessarily make it in the NBA that often. But I wouldn't count Joel Berry out of much. You know, he's had a great, great career in North Carolina, and I wouldn't guess it. I think Theo's only way he gets there is if he develops a, a jump shot. I mean, I think he needs to follow the Justin Jackson model because he's obviously yeah. athletic enough, and he can play defense on that level. And all the all the athleticism stuff, he definitely marks. But his offense is so putrid. Um uh, it's it's not great. But, you know, he is probably one of the most confident guys on the team. I mean, he took a, a three-pointer with the game tied in the National Championship game. It was about two and a half minutes to go.
0: I will never get over that.
1: Yeah, like unbelievable. I mean, at least he has – I guess, you know, you got to have those guys on the team who are like, yeah, I'll shoot it even if they're like 25% three-point shooters. But I think he's got a chance, but he's really got to get a jump shot, and that's his that's that's his ticket in the NBA is a jump shot in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think Theo's, um, strength is his defense, too, and NBA, you need a perimeter defender. Every team has, every team has a guy who can, you know, dive, he's not afraid to dive on the floor, get a loose ball. He can guard the best players. Like, in, you saw in he guarded Darren Fox in the tournament. Um, Barry's, Barry's Ankle were banged up, and Jackson was busy chasing around Malik Monk. Um, Theo guarded, Fox in the championship game. He guarded. He, he guarded Williams-Goss in the title game. If I'm right, I think he got, guarded Nigel Williams-Goss, but he he was yeah. all American.
1: Yeah, him I'm and sure him and NBA, Justin Justin Jackson both guarded him, and he was really cooking. Like uh, when Joel Berry and Nate Britt were guarding Williams-Goss, he really scored effectively. And once we got those other guys on him, we re- we shut him down to an extent, which was really a key in that game for sure.
0: And in the final four game against Oregon, he guarded. I believe he guarded Brooks. Yeah, he, either he guarded did. Brooks or Dorsey, but either both yeah. of them had a bad game. Like their shooting yeah. percentages were bad. They, I don't believe any, any of them got above twenty points. Yeah. But also a part of that is is that the final four game was played in the dome, and mm-hmm. shooting per, shooting percentages go down when you play in the dome. Which I don't understand the biggest games of the year. You play it in a football stadium which people can't shoot. People tend to struggle shooting in those stadiums, so.
1: NCAA's got to make that money, man. <laughs>
0: That's all that matters in life is money. Yeah. Um, well, Theo, I think he has the best chance from that, not from the championship team, but from team, the runner-up team. We lost to Villanova. Out of very out of that start lineup, other than Bryce Johnson, because Bryce Johnson's obviously already signed. With a team, but if you look, at mm-hmm. Meeks, Barry, Theo, Page, um, I think Theo has the best chance to make the team if he can shoot three pointers because so that's all he needs to do. He doesn't need to be a Steph Curry or he doesn't even have to shoot as good well as Justin Jackson. If he can make an open shot, I feel like he can fight his way onto an NBA team.
1: Yeah, he can. Yeah, I agree. I think it's possible for him to do that for sure.
0: But that's, that's what's crazy about NBA and college basketball. It's almost two different sports because if you ask me, North Carolina has an open three-pointer. The only two people I trust shooting that three are Barry and Jackson. Everybody else on the court, I'm like, I'm not sure if it's going to hit the backboard. I don't know if it's going in. <laughs> like, Theo, Theo can either switch it or shoot it over the backboard. I'm not sure which one's going to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it can be a little uh, tortuous. NBA,
0: NBA, everybody on the court shoot 40% from behind the three-point line. So, if you leave somebody open, you're giving up three points. College basketball, you don't know what's going to happen. Like.
1: I think another another underrated part of Theo's game, though, is he's really a creator. Like, he's, uh, as you saw, the, the final possession of that Kentucky game, you know, he got the ball and brought it to the floor and created. And I, I think that's another aspect of his game that could really help him in the NBA because not not a lot of people quite understand how good he is with the ball. Like, he's kind of scary. He's really scary with the ball, but he's he's really effective.
0: Yeah, he's got great court vision. He has a lot, he even set up Justin Jackson in a championship game for that three-point play. I think they gave us the lead back. That game was going back and forth late yeah. in the game, and he had a
1: yeah, good pass was
0: him Jackson. Yeah. But it's so crazy to think about that Kentucky game where the last session of the game, our season is on the line. Because if that game goes to overtime, Kentucky wins that game. Like nine times out of ten, Kentucky's got all the momentum in the world. Malik Monk just hit two back-to-back three-pointers over Justin Jackson. That that game's going to overtime. If if that game goes to overtime, Kentucky wins the game. And it's crazy to think that North Carolina's season was on the line with Theo Pinson passing it to Luke May. Like our two, our even four best players weren't even involved on that play. It was Theo Penson and Luke May. It's just, it's just amazing.
1: <laughs> hey, it's I, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Luke May, it any other it. Way. <laughs>
0: that, that game. Then,
1: that was just.
0: And then beautiful. going to eight a.m. class. He going to his eight a.m. class the next day. So,
1: what, what a great human being he was.
0: He is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we sent out a tweet on Twitter asking if anybody wants, wanted any asking us any questions, and T- Coach Tony Miller wanted to know if. Vince Carter is the first ballot Hall of Famer. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Coach Tony Miller, the Duke fan. I like it. Listen to the royalty pod. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I got
1: to put Vince Carter as the first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, when you look at his whole career, like, he was a, a superstar, and then he's reinvented himself, like, the last eight years as a role player. It just That doesn't happen very often. He's He's been in the league so long, and I just think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: I'm actually going to disagree. I'm going to say he – well, I obviously think he is a Hall of Famer, but if you go back and look at all the players who weren't first-out Hall of Famers, it probably should have been. Like, my example, which I thought was a little bit closer to Vince Carter, is Dominique Wilkins. Wilkins was a better player than Vince Carter was. Like, he was a better individual player, but his team didn't have any success whatsoever. Like, they didn't. They never won a championship. I don't think they even got to the finals. Um. Vince Carter's kind of similar. He doesn't have a range. He's had a great career. Obviously, we just mentioned he's been playing NBA so long before we were. Harry Giles was barely even born, Um, which is now his teammate, Harry Giles. But, (laughs) you could even argue Vince Carter's greatest dunker of all time, but how much does that matter? It's like, like last night we watched a home run derby. Like, the home run derby was fun to watch, but, like, how much did that affect Aaron Judge's legacy? Aaron Judge tore up the Home Run Derby, but, like, it was fun to watch him, you know, dominate, but does that really change his legacy? I mean, it made him more popular, but I don't think it changed his legacy, like.
1: Well, to me, the, uh, to me, the, um, the dunk contest he won in Toronto is legendary. I still occasionally go back and watch it. Um, I think it's the best dunk contest I've ever seen. And I think when you when you great dunk contests, there's obviously the Jordan dunk contests um, when he was battling the different guys. But I think that Vince's dunk contest is the best dunk contest ever. So to me, that affects his legacy pretty much. And he's dunked over a dude. He jumped over like a big guy in the in, in the Olympics. I mean, that's got to do something. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I think it's the greatest dunk ever, like, in the game. I think that by far... Yeah. The best dunk in the game. That's a dunk contest dunk, and he just did it during the Olympics. Like I'm not sure what round in the Olympics that was in, but it's nonetheless it was in the Olympics.
1: Yeah. But yeah, right. it also depends on which uh, which class he's in, uh, when he decides to retire, who else is retiring, because they only let you know so many people in. So it could be a, yeah. a bunch of different reasons why he would or wouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But um, we'll, we'll have to see, I guess.
0: He says he must play like a few more years, but I would be very surprised if he came back after this year. I, I would imagine it being his last year, playing with the Kings. I think he's collecting one last paycheck before he writes off to the sunset. I, th-
1: I, I think he gets his paycheck, and then he does ring chasing,
0: which I would have thought he
1: would have. I really a <laughs> reason to pull
0: for him, so, enough,
1: but, yeah. Pull for him and
0: for us. But and it's just no five left. Like, Cleveland literally has... Negative calf room. Like the calves are a mess. They don't even have a GM right now. So there's only two teams in the NBA that really have a chance at winning green next year: Cleveland going to the state. Um, I guess some teams. I guess the Spurs. I guess if Durant were to get injured or Steph were to get injured, and somebody in the West could probably sneak in. Um, I know. You, I know you want to say yourself. You're forgetting. You guys,
1: <laughs> you're forgetting myself. <laughs> We're, we're one injury away from both of those two teams, and we're or we might win it all. That feels pretty good.
0: Speaking of Celtics, they get Dukey. Jason Tatum's tearing it up at Thermal league too. I hate I hate mentioning a Duke player on the yeah. royalty podcast, but Tatum's been tearing it up.
1: Yeah, it honestly really hurts to have a Dukey on my my favorite uh, professional team. But uh, yeah, I don't really know how to handle this. To be honest with you. You know, I had I had my guy Tyler Zeller on the roster last year, so I, I felt good about that. Now he's gone. Well, you know he,
0: he just got yeah, he just got cut. Yeah. So. Well, maybe they can bring in my favorite player of all time at like Carolina, which I think is your player favorite player too, Kendall Marshall. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Who do you
0: definitely? Who do you think he will sign with if anybody? I mean, I think he's good enough to play in the NBA if he can work on his three pointer, which he's been working on, but. In the summer league, I don't think he even hit very many threes. I think he hit one. But because that's that's his weakness. Like if he can't shoot. Like he's a great playmaker. Yeah. He gets people involved. And he he gets like ten assists every game he plays in. But offensively. To me,
1: to me, Kendall Marshall is like the 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 real Ben Simmons. Like I if you tell me who I want, Kendall Marshall or Ben Simmons, like Kendall Marshall. Okay? He's better than Ben Simmons, and he's not. You know. Okay, we can cut that out. I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> no. I was trying, <laughs> trying to bring that out, but no. But he's just such a great passer. I love Kendall Marshall. I don't really know where he'll go, because it kind of depends. He'll where who needs a good backup. But I just like, like the Clippers, for instance, they went and got uh, Milos Teodosic or whatever. Yeah. I would have loved him to go there. You know, he was he's on their summer league roster. I kind of I was like. But I still think the Clippers are in play. He's playing for them right now. But I think he'll find the roster this year.
0: I know Charlotte Hornets looking for a backup point guard. They have two right now. I think they just signed. They signed Michael Carter Williams. But I, I saw a number of Jordan. Once, Michael Jordan wants to bring in the third point guard. And, you know, Michael Jordan loves his Tar Heels. If Marshall's on the market, I would hope they kind of bring, bring him in for a workout at least. But we'll see.
1: I'd definitely buy that jersey for sure. <laughs>
0: Um, well, you mentioned Ben Simmons. I think Marshall. The way I kind of describe Marshall is he's kind of like he's kind of plays like Lonzo Ball. Like Lonzo Ball is not a great three point yeah. shooter. He's not a he's not a great scorer. But you, you see some of the passes Lonzo Ball makes, it kind of looks like Kendall Marshall. Like that's how I would describe him. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying Kendall Marshall is as good as Lonzo Ball, but they kind of play a similar games.
1: Yeah, guys who can really pass the ball like Ben Simmons. And Lonzo, really, they remind me a lot of Kendall Marshall, yeah. I uh, think they, they're all great passers if you watch them. They're, they really play the game beautifully.
0: All right, well, well, the Clippers, as you mentioned, they're rebuilding. They lost Chris Paul to the – I mean, they didn't lose them, but they traded them to the Rockets. But, but it looks like they were going in rebu- rebuild mode trying to tank for a better draft pick, but they went back and signed Blake Griffin, which I kind of hurt by Because I was hoping they would lose Blake Griffin and – Bryce Johnson gets more playing time, but Blake's still there. They still got DeAndre Jordan. How many minutes a game do you expect Bryce to get this year?
1: Well, Blake is going to be injured to start the year off, so he'll. I think he'll be. He might even be starting to start the year. I don't know. Who, you know, they've got some. They got Montrezl Carroll in that
0: trade. What's Blake Griffin's injury?
1: Blake Griffin. Um, I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but I know he's. He might not be back till. Christmas time is what I've heard. Um, okay, I didn't so
0: that. That. he's always hurt anyway. So
1: yeah, that's another thing I was th- going to say. Like you know, a lot of people didn't expect the Clippers to sign Blake Griffin because of how bad his injuries are. And so I think as long as Bryce can stay, obviously Bryce had an injury all year, basically last year. If he can stay healthy, I think there's minutes for him on that team because obviously Blake is prone to injury.
0: Yeah,
1: but I, but I'm also yeah, not I- happy. Because I really wanted Chris Paul throwing lobs to Bryce, but I guess it's whatever.
0: Yeah, speaking of Blake Griffin, you see that shirt the Clippers made for Blake Griffin for their visit?
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs>
0: they put like it's like Martin Luther King Jr., Obama, JFK, Abraham Lincoln, Muhammad Ali, Albert Einstein. I'm like all these people, and then and then there's Blake Griffin in the middle. I'm like,
1: hey, you know, obviously Blake deserves to be in there because he's a Clipper. That was, That's a great shirt. I want that shirt. That's so good. They're
0: actually selling it on Twitter. I saw it. I wasn't going to buy one, but I was looking at it, and somebody tweeted it out. I think it's like $15. <laughs> I'm like, if I, was a Clipper, if I was a Clipper fan, I'd be buying that shirt. But
1: That shirt needs to be in, like, the basketball hall. It needs to be a first ballot.
0: Like, they first need to go ahead and
1: induct it tomorrow. It's so great. It needs to be in that Hall of Fame right now.
0: Speaking of dunk contests like you were talking about, you are talking about Vince Carter dunking over seven-footers in the game. And in today's world, Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia is apparently just as impressive, which isn't true. I, everybody went crazy over his dunk contest. I think it was 2010 or something he was in dunk contest. Yeah. He jumped over that car, and I just wasn't a fan of it. Like, not the dunk contest, this is kind of trash, to be honest with you. Zach Levine had some good dunks. Um, Aaron Gordon, but it's just... They, they need another target
1: Heel in the dunk contest. Is what they need. J.P. Tokoto, he <laughs> needs to find a roster so he can get out there. I think it's our best best chance at this point. I don't know. Maybe maybe Old Vince could could you get behind an Old Vince run this year in the dunk contest?
0: <laughs> put, put the rim by like nine feet. He might be able to do it.
1: No one will know. You could you could do that on without anyone knowing.
0: But speaking of Tokoto, like. I only one oh, I think is him and Theo Finston are basically the same player. I mean Theo is a better passer than JP Tokido, but they're they're awful they're awfully similar.
1: Yeah, they're they're kinda made out of the same mold, but I, I would definitely take Theo over him. Uh, just because Theo I do think Theo's a little bit of a better shooter. Um although JP kinda had that where he, he didn't mind firing it either, even though, you know, not a great shooter, but they they're very similar. Wow. I thought they both scare you half to death when they have the ball, but they both end up making good plays a lot of times. So, they're really similar. I like that um, comparison.
0: Did you mean that in college? Like, you like Toko better or for NBA chances? Because NBA and college are two totally different things.
1: Oh, for NBA, I like Theo better still. Okay. I I, I'm I, like I, like,
0: I, I think I like Toko better for NBA. Yeah? It's, it's very athletic. Like... He won the college dunk contest, I believe. And um in NBA now, I mean Jeremy Evans is in the dunk contest. I mean who was the guy this year? Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if Suffo like, can if gonna, if land a roster spot, he can he can land to the dunk contest probably. I mean because nobody wants to do a dunk contest anymore.
1: Yeah, dunk contest is dying. They need they need to do something. They need to have like all the the six foot guys out there and roll put the rim down about eight feet. That would be. That'd be awesome. I'd love to watch Isaiah Thomas in dunk contest.
0: Yeah. Well, how much of the summer league did you watch? Because I was just flipping back and forth. I watched some highlights, but I didn't get to really see Meeks play a ton. I didn't really, honestly, didn't really see Isaiah Hicks play a lot either. Because every time I turned the game on, he was on the bench in foul trouble. So I didn't. Really yeah, get that's to my play. problem
1: My problem with summer league is you can be watching games and you know you watch all these guys in college and you know who they are because obviously like you see there. But for is is it just me or like the camera angles? It's hard to even like even the Carolina guys. It's hard to it's it's hard to like pick them out of the crowd. Um, But yeah, I watched a good like a full game that full Lakers versus Clippers game where Bryce was really good and Kendall had like Kendall Marshall had like eleven and eleven. yeah, I didn't really get to see much of Kennedy Meeks. Um, but yeah, I watched face probably about the same amount as you did.
0: Well, I thought Meeks had a three-pointer. Like, I didn't see it live, but I went back on highlights, and I thought he had a three-pointer. Which I couldn't believe.
1: Well, he's been holding him back.
0: <laughs> That's what Bradley said. Did you hear what Bradley said? He said he didn't get to showcase everything he was potential at Carolina. I was like, oh, what, is, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, like, you weren't the best player. I mean, and, Hicks and Meeks were both better than you. And the last thing well, yeah, really I mean, fun is Tony Bradley shooting a mid-range jump shot in the Final Four.
1: Yeah, I would agree. But I, I honestly think that Roy wasn't trying to showcase him that much. I mean, uh, he probably wanted him to come back. But <laughs> it's probably part of the reason he wasn't showcased. But, yeah, I mean, I'd much rather have the ball in senior Isaiah Hicks's hands than, you know, uh, you know, Brad, Bradley's hands, um, or Kennedy Meeks for sure. Kennedy became a beast down the stretch, so he just wasn't as good as those guys.
0: Yeah, that's what's hard for, that's what's different for college basketball because people who don't watch college and they're NBA fans, they wonder, hey, how come Tony Bradley didn't play for Carolina more this year? I mean, he's a first-round draft pick. Meanwhile, Kennedy Meeks and Hicks, both guys who probably not going to make the NBA this year, they'd be lucky to make it at all. And they were playing a majority of the game. How come? You know, It's just two, two totally different things. NBA and college is just, it's not the same sport. I mean, like, you can even go to football. Like, Mitch Trubisky, he only played one year at Carolina. But Marquise Williams is a really good quarterback. He started over Mitch for two years, I believe. And he, Marquise took Carolina to the championship game. I mean, like, Marquise was probably better than Mitch Trubisky was. Even though Trubisky is going to be a better NFL player, he was second overall pick in the draft. It's just college and pros are just two totally different things.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's growing bigger and bigger the gap has these last couple of years between college basketball and, and NBA basketball.
0: What, did you happen to see who hit the game-winning shot for the Warriors in the summer league game? I think it was Saturday night or Sunday night? Uh, who's that? L- Larry Drew second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I
1: put him out of my mind.
0: I, yeah, I, he's a Tar I, Heel that nobody likes to talk about, but he did play for the Tar Heel. He, I believe he he makes rap albums. I believe he made a diss album about Carolina. He just didn't like Carolina. I don't know why, but we didn't like him either. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, the feeling was definitely mutual. I did see. Did you see that the uh, the Ware twin? Uh, was yeah, he was on the uh, I think I it was Travis, in the Lake summer league. He, yeah, Travis Ware. He was, he was playing, too, another off game. That was from back when we used to have people transfer out, back before. Yeah. Back when we were in a little bit of a, a malaise there for a couple of years, even though we Dewer- Dewer- put together Dewer- Dewer- the best Dewer- here. Dewer- Go Dewer- ahead.
0: Dewer- transferring was probably the best thing that ever happened in Carolina.
1: Yes, I agree. So they was
0: student scholarships and they're basically the same player. I mean, David, I think, it was, it was Travis and David very right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're basically the same player. Yeah, I think yeah. Travis is I think Travis better, but they were basically the same guys. I think we got I can't tell you who we got from those processes, but they're probably better than what we had before, so
1: Yeah.
0: I was gonna believe that Nate Britt made the Summer League team. Like just I can't believe he actually made a team. Like I don't think he played very much, but Nate Britt was playing. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I was actually surprised that yeah. I'm not sure how long of a professional basketball career he'll have. I don't know. You know, he'll probably go play overseas for a couple of years. But the thing about Nate Britt, he's a good backup, but he just doesn't do that much for you. But
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he got into coaching either because you know a lot of Carolina guys get involved in coaching that can't really play in the NBA or can't really play overseas. A lot of people discount overseas basketball, but there's probably good players that play overseas. And oh, yeah that's all. Maybe making over making overseas basketball isn't even a given. So he might get into coaching. He might just, you know, basketball isn't made for everybody. So, I mean, it's no shame in him being a coach or just, you know, doing something with, with his degree. I'm not sure what he graduated with at Carolina, but I, I'm sure his degree is worth something. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we hold academics to a high standard over there at Chapel Hill. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, well, I think that just um, the, the first episode of the royalty Podcast. Um, got a lot of great topics in today. Um, just l- let us know what you think on Twitter. We'll have this downloaded on SoundCloud and iTunes within the next few days. Hopefully by tonight, but we'll see how it goes. Um, any last words, Drew? Um,
1: thank you for listening. Go Hills. go America.
0: Okay, but my last question for you is how many puppies does North Carolina have?
1: Um, there's uh, seven of them puppies. Reese.
0: Even the 1924 one, do you count that?
1: Yeah, that's that's the first of seven puppies. Um, there's it's seven puppies. It's awfully puppy, old.
0: Reese. An awfully old puppy. I don't know if you can count it.
1: Yeah, he's not growing up, but he's a puppy, just like
0: 2017. All right, well, <laughs> it was doing it. Um, we'll see you guys later.
1: Peace.